Welcome back to another episode of Black Fly on the Wall. It's Aaron. I'm your host. Um, today, we've got some amazing gentlemen with me here today to discuss a, a very uh, detailed topic. It's called The Laws We Live By, right? Mm. Discussing principles, morals, um, standards, um, spiritual laws, just things that as men guide us on our daily journey of being amazing men, amazing fathers, amazing uncles, amazing brothers, amazing friends, amazing husbands. You know, all everything that, that that really dives into who you are and your genetic makeup. Godfathers. Godfathers. <laughs> Shout out to Zuri. Um, you know, Godfathers. All these things that make you who you are, make you trustworthy, make you um, somebody who's loyal. You know, so we're really gonna dive into that today. But I just want to start off by introducing the, the co-host today, Pierre. Introduce yourself. Pierre, blessed rapper, entrepreneur, spread love, life. I'm here. Sir, to my far right, Poogie. Poogie Chapman. I'm from Raleigh. The God. <laughs> I'm from Raleigh. Yeah. Uh, Sean Dames. I'm from Jersey. And um, this designer and visionary. So, Able. Able. Yes, Able uh, myself. So, of course, we got we to start this conversation off with a toast, oh, like yeah. all amazing conversations do. We got 712 Vodka here. Uh, and um, celebrate your journey. Celebrate your journey with 712 Vodka. Um, you know, it's all about really diving into and really looking at your journey. Um, as one that is on ever, ever going, right? So like sometimes we think about journey and we think about um, it being like a destination. But sometimes like your journey is an ongoing cycle of going through life, going through obstacles, Absolutely. celebrating achievements, um, analyzing failures, like looking to see how you can look at the things, the mistakes that you made and how you can take, you know, you may have taken one step back, but okay, how can I now calculate and take two to three steps forward? And I think that's what 712 Vodka really represents. It represents um just diversity amongst people it, it represents um celebrating that journey and really looking at things from the telescopic lens of all right where am i at today and where am i trying to go so shout out to 712 um so really thinking about the laws we live by right thinking about you know we, we, sometimes we can get sometimes overanalyze situations and overanalyze principles and all of these different things but let's just start off with the fundamentals right what does it mean to be a man of your word? Hey. Being trustworthy, you know what I'm saying? Being all right, being a man of your word. That's one of the things I love actually. I like hold myself accountable. You know, so accountability is a major word for me there. You know what I'm saying? Cuz me being a man of my word, I also on the flip side of that, if I have like an obligation and I tell you I'm going to do something, like I'm a stand-up guy, I'm going to do it. But on the flip side, things happen. If I can't, I need to come to you and tell you that it's not going to happen. I can't stand with somebody like just ghost you, you know, in his business and like you just leave me hanging or friendship or whatever. Like, hey, man, I depended on you and I never want to be that guy. You know, it goes a long way. Being a man of your word is like gold, like literally, physically, spiritually, it's gold. You know, people, people just look around, people that you, that have a lot of trust around them, they have many followers, you know, like in life. And it's like a love in that. What does it mean to be a man of your word? Um, I think it's layered. Like, I think that, you know, in a sense, like when you first hear it, when you're learning it, that's something that you learn as a man. Like, you're the man, you do this. And I think when I was younger, like, I so, I so often came into situations where, like, I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? That's just real. Like, I know even with females or with obligations, like, I wouldn't even... And I was trying to figure out what it is, what it was about me that like didn't hold on to what it was. But 
I figured out that it was, I didn't even believe what I was saying. Like, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, if I say, like, hey, I'm going to be there and I don't really believe it, it don't really, you feel me? So I had to start understanding that, like, what I did, like, my word was something that I believed in. So now, if it's my word is something I believe in, I know for sure I'm going to stand behind it because I believe in it. But I think oftentimes we say stuff, with, we don't really believe in what we're saying. So we having to stand by it and honor it just because as a man, you're supposed to honor it. So like, that's deep though. You know what I'm saying? Because so, like, really, because really, it's like you're you're in this space where you're being fake to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean, like, it's, it's not even really, it's not even really, <laughs> yeah. you're not being really honest with yourself. Exactly. And like what you just said, like I'm trying to unpack it all mentally. Is like, really, that's that's the that's the experience of a lot of men. And exactly. Like, you know, it's kind of like we're, we we become yes men to things. Exactly. So like what we what we talk really about don't serve you things that things that you really don't want to align yourself with because. Saying yes is so it's an automated. You're in the automated process of saying yes, and we don't say no enough. We gonna we gonna we gonna get into that. Yeah, no, nah, so, so yeah, I know what, how. What does it mean, man? Go ahead, Pete. You know how I said I was a stand up guy for it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's so important to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's a safe space, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because being a yes man, I've been that for family, friends, all that. But as I learned later in life, and it was beautiful how you said you had to grow into it. Yeah. It took growth. Yeah. You know, just to realize it, sure. saying no is just as important. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. Being a man of your word. I mean, first off, I think um, it starts with itself. I feel like you have to be a man first, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with being authentic, you know, being realistic. You know, you may have opportunities in front of you, but the decision you make is going to affect every part of your world. So mm-hmm. I think you have to kind of like stand on being authentic and realistic. And that's mm-hmm. like number one. And then you can extend your word based on your commitment. And I feel like that kind of boils down to how reliable you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Saying yes over here may take away from something over here that's really important. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a push and pull effort. You have to be sure. realistic and be have the heart and courage to be, you know, honest with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's one of the biggest thing and trust that comes with trust. Um, being um, being able to have um, you know, people being able to rely on you, things of that nature. Because I know that trust and you know your word is the fastest way to growth. Absolutely, <laughs> I think. Trust the fast way to the bag, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, really I, and I think you, you can break down like being a man of your word in so many ways because it's like you have to be a man of your word when it comes down to being trustworthy and honest. And you also have to be a man of your word as far as the words that you use. Mm-hmm. Like being impeccable with your word is one of the four agreements. Yes. And you know, it's Literally. like being impeccable with your word means that you have to be mindful of what you say, how you say it, the way you affect people and what you say. And also you have to be... um a man of your word to stand on the things and the decisions that you make too. Sure. And like reliability is something that's like, is you're not born with it. You learn it. Right. And you grow into it because it comes from a, a, a place of service. Like, right. You know, whenever you're reliable, you're always serving somebody else. Absolutely. Like you never really reliable. You, you can be reliable to yourself to show up to your entrepreneurship, to show up on the basketball court, to show up in your rap career, to show up within fashion. Mm-hmm. But also too, it's like, when your business partner needs you and yes. it's taken away from your family or your rap career needs you and it's taken away from your daughter or the basketball court needs you and it's taken away from nephews, mothers, sisters, aunts, whatever it may be. Like you have to say, OK, like I said, I was going to be here. I said I was going to do it. I have to stand on it. Mm-hmm. And I think so. um, as men, that's one of the I feel like that's one of the most that's one of the most fundamental principles you can teach a young man like to start growing into. And like PJ said, like what you said was like, I think that is very humbling to say, like, I grew into this. Yeah, for sure. You know, because like that's not first nature. You it's know, not. like it's not mm-hmm. first nature to say, okay, um, I'm gonna be a man of my word. You just think 
It's about you come from a. I think we're all born into this environment with selfishness. Yeah. Like, how can I get what I want? How can I achieve what I want? Versus looking at it from a from a point of service. So I think that's important. Um, outside of being a man of your word, P, what is a principle that you stand on? A principle, a law, um, anything that guides your moral compass, anything that guides your decisions, anything that guides the way you think. What is something that you stand on? Spread love. What? Like, um, because I know what you give is what you get. You know what I'm saying? What do I want back? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even hate isn't a real, isn't a real thing. Hate is just an absence of love. Mm-hmm. That's where it's created from. So things that don't have love, that's what ends up on the other side. But if I give love to myself, if I give it to the universe, if I give it to my woman, my friend and everything, then that's going to come back. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I put that into is what I stand on, you know, and that's the best energy to have. That's and you reap what you sow. Yeah. That's the strongest energy in the universe. So a farmer can't grow anything without without planting a seed. So mm-hmm. you have to be intentional. I think the word is intention. Like you have to be intentional about the seeds that you plant so that you can return that um, tenfold. And I think. The biggest thing, too, is like thinking about it from that's from the positive point of view. But think about like uh, how much accountability a man has to have to make sure that he plants the right seeds, the positive seeds. Mm-hmm. So like if you plant seeds of hate, if you if you plant seeds of demise, violence, aggressiveness, you know, all these different things, you have to understand as a man, you're going to get these things back in return the same way. If you go make a deposit in your bank account, you can see that money show up on your checking account. It's the same way. It's the accountability. Um, Sean, what is what is one principle or, or one thing that you stand on? Man, so many, um, but I think the the one that sticks out the most is maybe the law of vibration. Mm. You know, being able one to maintain <laughs> maintaining your vibration is important. I feel like that starts within you know maybe some things you eat. You know, how you kind of um, maintain your exercising things that mm-hmm. you staying healthy and rising your frequency. So you know, as you kind of you know go after your vision and things of that nature, you can kind of attract things in a way, in a, in a way that you're manifesting and you know, accomplish your vision because your vibration is, it, it tells you everything, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It tells you everything about yourself. So I think law of vibration is probably the most important. And you have to analyze too, like, why am I going through this in my life right now? Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you should do is look at what vibration am I on? Right. Like analyze your life over the, the last three, two or three days, the last week, the last month. Like what vibration have I been on? You know, somebody broke into my car. What vibration have I been on? Mm-hmm. I hit something on the road. What vibration have I been on? Right. I, uh, I had a falling out with my friend. What vibration have I been on? I got a new, I got, a, I landed a new partnership or or a brand deal. What vibration have I been on? I think it's all about looking inside and and really tapping into your inner self to always going through that mental checklist of like, you look at all the things that you accomplish, and if you become mindful in those moments and say, this is the vibration I've been on, that'll keep you on that track. And then you look at all the negative things that you also experienced and said, I've been on this vibration for this. I want to try to avoid these feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to try to avoid yeah. these thoughts, right, to keep you off of that. And the way to stay ahead of that, too, is like what you were just saying, to stay, because I love like law of vibration, is count your blessings. If you count your blessings daily, then you stay in like a mindset of positivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And we lose like, yo, we're human, you know, mm-hmm. so you lose track of that. You might forget to praise for like for a while. You'd be like, yo, and that's, you look back <laughs> yeah, and you nah, like, you really think about it. Yeah, 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 and then you like, damn, you know what I'm when saying? When was the last time I prayed? That's what happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I hadn't the last been time right. I said, Thank you. Exactly. Right. You know, when was the last time I opened the door for somebody? When was the last time I told somebody I love them? When was the last time? Like, you, you always got to have all these moments of really, the really the best word for it is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Like being mindful that's of it. Being that's mindful it. of where you are in the that's moment, it. in the now, and really, really tapping into it. Stay that. current. Cool. So, what what would you say is uh 
is one principle or law that you live by? Um, that's a tough that's a tough question. Um, but mine I think would be uh being authentic. Mm-hmm. And like what that means to me is like who are you? Like in your mm-hmm. essence and like being being that person as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think like a lot of the stuff that we deal with or I speak for myself, a lot of the stuff that I deal with, like I think to strip down all of the issues is just a matter of like let's be real with what's going on, then we'll work from there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I deal well with like trying to influence like, the youth and the community and the people that, you know, I feel like don't get targeted. And I think representation matters to me. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I think like it's a lot of represent, it's a lot of things that's being represented. And I think if we all continue to be authentic and like, this is who I am, like mm-hmm. for real, whether you like it or not, like this is who I am, yeah. we can deal with it outside of that. Like, this is what I did. This is what I said on the outside of it. We can deal with it after that. So like remaining authentic is how I kind of, keep myself grounded and how I keep myself in situations, understanding that like at the end of the day, I don't have to decipher what's going on because I know I did this, you know what I'm saying? From what I feel, like my morals, like any decision I made, right or wrong, good or bad, Stand any, on. yeah, because it was me, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I ain't going, I can't run for it. I ain't going to say like, oh, I did that. I was drunk that night. Nah, like it's always going to be anything that's happened. Like you're going to always be able to say, Pooey said that, Pooey did that. Like that was something that happened. And I deal with, you know, what I'm saying the consequences or the rewards or whatever reward. it is. Yeah. That's sure. the epitome of keeping it real. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the, that's the true yeah. definition of being authentic. Sure. Being able to being open minded to accepting the things that come in return for sure. your actions and your behaviors. I think that's critical, man. I think um, for myself, I would say mentalism is one mm-hmm. of the is one of the main principles I live by. Just understanding that the universe and the world that we live on is mental. I think real making sure I, I maintain. Um, the fact that, you know, I can manifest the things that I want. Mm-hmm. I can manifest the relationships I want. I can uh, really guide and guide my feelings and my desires through the things that I think. So I, that mean that then means I have to be accountable for the things that I digest. Yeah. Like the, mm-hmm. the music I listen to, the podcasts I listen to, the videos I watch, the movies I watch, the people, the conversations I have, mm-hmm. not gossiping, yeah. all these different yeah. things that really, so- really affect mentalism because if something goes in a direction that I don't want it to, I have to always say like, okay, where was I accountable for in this particular season of my life? Right. So I think mentalism is the biggest, biggest thing for me. Um, I think um, also too, how would you say, Sean, like the, how has the law of attraction effect affected your life and where you are right now today? I mean, huge. I think it's a, it's a big pillar in where I am today in my journey. I think, um, yeah, I'm a visionary. Like I live in my mind and my imagination. You know, like an artist, so to speak. So being able to, you know, believe in, you know, what it is that I want to create, mm-hmm. and then being able to um, just constantly um, pull it back, reverse engineering it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm able to like say, okay, this is the goal of where I want to go, want to become, or produce as an impact. But I'm big on um, reverse engineering the steps all the way back to where I am currently, mm-hmm. and that allows me to uh, manifest in a way of accuracy. Right, being realistic, like that's big time. and I think mm-hmm. um, sometimes we skip that part. We say we want to do this and go here, and then we forget that it's steps to to get there. Yeah, you know, you just can't, you know, go outside and give the perception. The universe is going to attract what you embody. Mm-hmm. So I think that's huge on sure. knowing how to get to where you want to go. Yeah. And I think we've created that in a sense with our clients, with able right telling your manifestation, being very specific to the universe, kind of like a double meaning. Right. Mm-hmm. We tailoring who you want to become. We're dressing you for the person 
or so to speak, dressing, give me an outfit so you can walk in your power, walk into your power, right? Mm-hmm. So I think um, to answer your question, yeah. Aki two, where education meets hydration, Carolina's own choice of water. Like one one of my favorite sayings that one of the things that I embody is that uh, your frequency is what you do frequently. So like what you embody, what you embodiment is like embodiment is the definition of that. Like who you are as an individual is what you do on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Like if you consistently working on your craft, you can be the best version of yourself at that craft. Not saying you're going to be the best person in the world at that craft. You're going to be the best version of yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah. Like LeBron is the best version of himself. Mm-hmm. Your poop is the best version of himself. Everybody up here mm-hmm. is working or at the point of their the best version of themselves. And so I think your frequency is what you do frequently. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have to consistently think about that. Like if you if you a gossiping person and you always gossiping, mm-hmm. that's going to be your frequency. Yeah. People always gonna be talking about you because you always talking about somebody yeah. else. <laughs> like that's what the law of karma is. Like yeah. you know, man, it's that it's that yin, it's that it's that yin and that yang of of, of balance, right? You know, and it's, it's really about always being cognizant of that. And so I think the reason why I love morals and principles and laws and all these things is because it really makes you, it really stops you from exporting a lot of things to a lot of other entities or. Like things like um, what's some common sayings in our culture? Like oh, the devil is busy, or mm-hmm. the devil did that, yeah, oh yeah, or yeah. or this or that. And you're like yeah. no, like, yeah. you're a negative person, yeah. <laughs> so you have a negative experience. Right, right. For that that that's, that, is, that doesn't mean yeah. it has to be your life, but hey, like you you a negative person, like and if you really did dive into your life and you you self analyze, and then you know what, get on the phone and call some of your closest friends and call some of your family members and say hey. What vibration have I been on? Be honest. <laughs> be real. They right. tell you. Be real. Right. They be real. Yeah. You want me to be yeah. real with you? Yeah. Yeah. You want me to be real with you? <laughs> we ain't feeling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You be like, yeah. yo, and you thought everything was, you thought yeah. everything was amazing. Everything right. was great, and it's not. Yeah. So I think it, it, we have. To, I think the laws really make us accountable. They eliminate the exporting of all of these things, and I think too, it's like it's kind of challenging. Um, it's kind of like a mind game whenever. You don't credit yourself for a lot of the success or mm. failures that you have. Yeah. So it's like yeah. if you were achieving, if you were achieving, I mean, let's say for instance, like you putting in all these hours, man, hours into hours into tailoring yourself to be the man that you can possibly be, the best man you can be, the best husband you can be. Then when something positive happens, you immediately say it's due to something else. You never really say all the work that I put in over the last two years, three years, four years, five years has gotten me to this point. I think it's essential. It's just like an athlete that works out in the off season, does well during the season and wins a championship. Imagine if you said, if you just said, no, it's not because of me, it's because of my coach. It's not. You always have to make sure you look inward and say, you know what? Like I put in the work. I did. I stayed down. I really did. Yeah, Yeah, I stayed down. I I watched the things that I ate. I watched how I thought. I watched all of these different things and this is the sum of this. And conversely, like, I, I don't want to bring sports into it, but that's how no, it is. It's like important. in the locker rooms of the championship, the winners they always give it to somebody else, and the losers the same. Like mm-hmm. the losing aren't the losing locker room doesn't always sound like, "Hey man, we did everything we could," but that, like they don't pinpoint the, the reason why we lost. The winning locker room don't pinpoint, "Yo, we did this for however many months." Always right. outsourced to mm-hmm. some other yes meaning. Some yes. other what formula do you usually see from winners? That like every 
the the formula that I usually see is like everything that's that's usual is never the case for the winners. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you think you're supposed to do as an athlete, as a whatever uh, lane you in, whatever you think you're supposed to do is never the, nobody ever follows the blueprint into success. That's never how it works. Mm-hmm. It's never said. I'm gonna read this and I'm gonna do this perfectly and it's gonna work out. That's I've never seen that happen mm-hmm. before. So it's like with me, it's instincts and trusting what you think is whatever you believe in the most, like however you see it fit is what it is. Like it's never a blueprint to like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and it's going to work. That's, that's not, I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I think it's the same way with, you know, and, you know, I've worked with people before on pieces Absolutely. and all that bespoke. Yeah. Absolutely. With his, his company, Able. Yeah. Able oneself. And, and I think it's, it's all about tailoring like tailoring the experience the same way you go get a suit tailored yeah. you got to tailor your journey to where Absolutely. you're trying to go yep. and I think that's if you if you go get your suit tailored and you're going for a certain look and it doesn't look good you have to be responsible because you you are a part of the tailoring process Absolutely. Right? If, Absolutely. You, if you tailor your life a certain type of way and it, you don't like how it looks you have to be responsible because you're part of the process the way of doing it yeah. and I think that, that's key man it's, it's coming back to, it's always coming back to that that form of accountability I would say too is that reading is important. Mm-hmm. Like really submersing yourself and really pouring things into the deposit, the bank account of your mind is essential to how you think. Pete, me and you share books a lot. What would you say um, one of the, the most critical books that you've read that you would recommend to others that would help put them on the path of tapping into their laws, of spirituality, growth, um, and all these other things? I got to. Briefly, uh, The Secret. That's going to give you what you need for Law of Attraction. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what you give is what you get, and it'll open your mind. It's even chapters in there. That's by Rhonda Byrne, um, mm-hmm. to where how you can attract money, how you can attract love, attract friendship, the right people in your life, attract health. Uh, mm-hmm. So tap into that. Uh, if I had to say like my favorite joint, like probably Celestine Prophecy by mm-hmm. James Redfield. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Where um, that's crazy. That's a, that's a, a guy goes on a journey, you know, to Peru, and Probably my favorite chapter, and a lot of people can actually uh, testify to this. You know, like nothing is coincidence in life. This is like the first chapter. That's the first insight. It's nine insights in it. And it's based on synchronicity. So like right now we're talking about, oh, you know, like uh, the laws and everything. I guarantee you tomorrow, and it's not because of social media, you know, ads work this way too. But in real life, spiritually, you're going to see Celestine prophecy. You might see it on a bookshelf Mm -hmm. or you'll meet somebody who's on the same vibration as you or something that's on your mind or somebody that's supposed to be meant to be in your life that's on the same vibration. You'll run into them. You'll have that conversation with your mother later. Be like, I was just thinking about that. (laughs) And that's what this is. So throughout that book, James Redfield, that novel, it does that. It even has like another one of the insights is very important is that we compete for energy. And we shouldn't compete for energy because it's an abundance of it. It's childish. I like that. I like that. Now, I think um, I love Celestine. I love Celestine prophecy because it really starts to teach you about the importance of unified consciousness, too. Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, one of of my favorite books is is A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Um, A New Earth is amazing because it talks about how how we shift the way we think in a positive in a positive light as a community shifts the universe itself. Mm. So a lot of times as, as if you were thinking a certain type of way as an individual, it would shift your universe. It would shift your world. Oh, yeah. So imagine if we all got onto the same vibration and frequency where the world would be. And so a new earth talks about this new way of thinking, this new level of 
this high frequency, this high level of thinking. Like if we all started to think this way, we, this is where the world would be. This is why we have poverty. This is why we have bondage. This is why we have classism. This is why we have racism. This is why we have socialism. This is why we have all of these isms. It's because of like a mentality of uh, separateness. Like we just, we 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 have this this this, this level of, of competitiveness, and like people saying, like energy is abundant, and so a lot of times we feel like we can't get ahead if we don't take from the man mm-hmm. next door, mm-hmm. whereas we can. The man next door and yourself can get ahead in their own life. And um, ego, I'm a really right? big yeah ego, and and, 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 and the birth ego. too is all about one of the overarching principles is suppression of the ego, right? Being yep. able to suppress your ego in order to move to the next level. Yep. And I think a lot of times, like we have to take our ego out of the equation so that we yeah. can get to that next level. Absolutely. Uh, what, what would be a book for you? A few. Um, I would say uh, Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Oh, man. Um, that's a, a powerful book. It's that's like a cheat code for anybody who understands spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Changing your trajectory on things and the attachment to certain you know, mm-hmm. experiences. So it's been huge. That one. Um, I also name another one. I like um, the 12-week year. Um, I need to read that. I need to yeah. I've seen it, but I ain't read that. Oh, it's huge. It's yeah. huge. Law of attraction. We need yeah. to read it. <laughs> yeah. it, break, it breaks down a lot when it comes down to just, um, you know, sometimes in our mind, we, we kind of prolong what we think we can accomplish. It allows you to kind of um, create a system, you know what I mean? And, and accomplish what most people will accomplish in a year in uh, one quarter. Mm. So the 12 week year, and it gave me a lot of um, ways to structure things that are reactive. You know, a lot of times we structure things that are proactive, that are yeah. maximize on. You also got to, um, you know, structure and plan for things that are constantly reactive because those things consume time. So I'm able to eliminate, you know, all the noise and focus on the essential. That's powerful, though. And, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like imagine if you said, imagine if you said 2023, I'm going to kill it. Mm-hmm. But if you say I only have the first quarter to <sighs> kill it, what type of what type of intensity would you bring to your life? Yeah. Like what if what if what yeah. if what if the what if God said you know what like if you don't achieve your dream but within the first quarter it ain't gonna happen. So imagine the type of intensity that you said that that, that you would bring to the table, right? Yeah. I like that. I'm I'm the reason. Gary V be saying all the time. He be like, "What's your motivation?" He be like, "That I'm gonna die." Mm. Mm. If you thought you were gonna die tomorrow, right. how hard would you go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we always. It's like it's it's a common saying, but like we do take time and like grin. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, like sure. we, we, we put off these things that we want to achieve and we want to do. And like, I think if you ask yourself, like, you know what, if I, if I, if I transition today, will I be happy with how things came out? Mm-hmm. I think you, I think you have to be able to come to a point of view of, you know, I did what I could. I put my, I put my best foot forward or are you a procrastinator? Did you delay things? Right. I think Steve Harvey said something real powerful in, um, like an earn your leisure interview. He said, uh, he said, I didn't understand until I was on the journey of being successful that things don't have to be perfect in order for you to get started. And so I think a lot of times people think like, oh, you know, I need to pay this debt off. I need to make sure my relationship's straight. I need to uh, get a new dog. I need to get a new job. I need to buy this house. I need to get this uh, office in my house to make sure. No, things don't have to be perfect in order for you to get going. Yeah. Because you never know. You never know what you're risking whenever you delay going after your journey, going after the things that you love and the things that you that you want. Uh, when it comes down to um, toxic principles, what are some things that you all see like amongst the men that you may socialize with or the men that are in your networks? Um, what are some toxic principles that you explore? I don't think we got his book. Did we get your Did we get book? book? 
Nah. Um, <laughs> What's your book? My bad. I think y'all covered the books. I what I'll say, know. what I'll say is, um, and this is what I was talking about off camera. Like I don't think my answers, but what I would say is that I want us to take time to have a conversation with somebody that's younger than us, mm-hmm. like way younger than us, and like not lead the conversation, but like literally Listen. be precise and like understanding, like okay, because that itself is a book and an experience, and right. and somebody that's older than us that kind of on that feels like you can tell that they're on the back end of everything and like really have a conversation with them because I think what we'll get or what we do get from books and as sexy as that sounds, I think it's a lot more raw and it's a lot more pain into like, I actually thought that I was going to do this or like this janitor, I thought that I was going to be, I, I blew my knee out when I was playing, I was going to the NFL, but like hearing that and hearing like everything that comes with it. And I say that because I remember reading The Alchemist is my favorite book. And I know that's kind of like, you know, yeah. but like no, I remember reading it. And I don't read it three times now, but I remember reading and like at a point I had read so much that I have, I didn't, I wasn't able to comprehend no more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, I know I just read like, I, and I left and I was talking to this young dude and like everything he was saying was sticking to me. You know what I'm saying? He I'm was like, Santiago. literally though, yeah. bro, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. So like everything he was saying was it sticking to me as if I had just, uh, engulfed in a book that was the best, but it really was just sitting and letting this young dude get off and like me give him my attention of like, yo, I'm in your world, bro. Like, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? And like, what I took from it was just like I had sat and listened to an audio book or watched a podcast, mm-hmm. but it literally was just being um, present in the moment of like somebody else's experience. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I'll say. Reminds me of another book on the power of now, but you can totally. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. I was crazy. Yeah. That. Crazy because yeah, a lot of times we spend love time in what already happened, or you know, or maybe what's to come. Yeah, and realize yeah. the biggest opportunities right in front of us. Right, yeah, right absolutely. You know, right. The but best time is now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. create uh, your future with now. Yeah. You can't do nothing about the past. Like Deepak talks about. Um, it talks about uh, you missed the flower bloom because you were distracted mm-hmm. when you walked through the garden. Mm-hmm. It's like how how are you going to focus? You can miss some of your biggest opportunities. The opportunities that you're asking for. Or right now, they're not in the future. They're right here around you. You know, you're looking for an investor. You just walked out of a room full of them <laughs> and didn't even think Word because up. you weren't mindful in the moment. You will focus on your past. You will focus on your anxieties. You will focus on what, what's what the, the right investor might look like yeah. or where the right investors may be. Right. It's like, yo, you were just in there with a whole like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's so why like, you got to stay like, grounded, like you yeah, said. Bro, so you like, yeah, 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 yeah. Staying grounded. like That's why I meditate so much is because. Like, I always want to be in the moment to where, like, I don't take any experience for granted. Like, mm-hmm. like even when I'm even when I'm working with my patients, like, like, I've learned so much from my patients that I've gotten to the point where I'm at right now, just simply based off the conversations mm-hmm. that I have with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I started my Roth IRA because of a patient, not because of a podcast or a book. Like, I started I started my account because of my patient told me that I should start when I had like a whole multiple hour over multiple day conversation about. Him. And then I then I realized that the, the strip malls that I used to ride past in, in Greensboro for weeks and weeks and weeks, he owned them. <laughs> so imagine like imagine the opportunity that I would have missed if I wouldn't if I wasn't mindful years ago right. in the moments and mm-hmm. things that I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but too, I want to get back to the question I think is important for like I think this this ties in with the younger guys because mm-hmm. we have like we have a younger population that listens to it like. What are some toxic principles that you identify that some men carry around that they should get rid of 
or what are some what are some principles that you may see through um, younger guys? And I start with this. I think one toxic principle that a, a lot of young men have is they quick to anger. Quick to anger can cost you a lot of opportunities. It can cost you a lot of relationships. Yeah. And um, that's actually um, that actually was a principle in a book that I read recently. I don't recall the name of it, but um, being quick to anger is something that that that's costly. It can cost you your life. It can cost you your future. And I think being grounded, um, being humble, and being patient is is, is something that they can in replace of, of that. Like managing your anger. All right, this this is how this is what managing your anger looks like. And so I think I would think that is one principle that I would take away um, from toxic men. So what about you? Um, toxic principle. I say um, um they say you got to become like maybe a product of your environment. I've kind of changed the narrative a little like bit. Like taking that, like yeah, taking that out. That's, taking that's, that out, it's like well, I want to create an environment for my product. There you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like that we can manifest that because they say that like a lot. Serve. Yeah, yeah. I, I've um, I'm a product about of my this. environment. Yeah, I'm a product it's of my like, environment. Not really. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you know God gave me a gift that's unique. So why would I allow my environment to? Yeah. You know, and you can succumb you. to that. Right. Right. Because so, if you if you really yeah. buy into that and you believe in that. Mm-hmm. You, you, that means that you're you're allowing your your environment to dictate the type of product you are. Absolutely. And so, like, if we really dive into it, like, I'm a product of my environment. I'm a product of my environment. Your mm-hmm. environment ain't that strong. Yeah. So you're saying that you are a result of this, whereas you can operate outside of that. I think too that comes from just being limited in your exposure. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, like I got cousins from the hood. Like I, my grandmother's house was you know, blocks away from the hood. Sometimes they never leave those square miles, those five, ten square miles. They don't go out of the country. They don't go. A lot of times they've never been exposed to a lot of things. And I think we referenced a little baby documentary earlier that he talked about that. He was like, when I became exposed to Europe, when I became exposed <laughs> to Paris, that's what made my mind think. Right. The world is bigger than this. Like even my little brother made the comment. He was like, I didn't know. I didn't know life was. I didn't know these things. Were, it sounds kind of immature. But when you really think about it, he said, I didn't even know these things were happening in other cities mm. until I moved to Philly. Mm. Because you can become so locked in. Locked in into <laughs> your city and your environment yeah. that you really believe in. Yeah, you consume by it. Yeah. Pete, what would you say? I could just take it from a level of growth. I used to be like, we have to whip it out. To be like, fuck everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because after that, like as an adult, I realized like, yo, that's not, not the way. way. You actually sit in this like stage, the young man too. Think before you do something. Yeah. If you think about it. Like just sit back. You sometimes you need to slow time down, and a lot of people don't do that. You know, it's like if you actually sit down and think, or like before I fight this guy. You know, I got nephews. You know what I'm saying? They just they wired that way. You know, and I got to sit them down and talk to them. Like, yo, chill. Like before you do anything dumb, or you think that's dumb. Like, call me, bro. <laughs> I don't care who it is. If it's your mom or whoever's around, call me, and we can talk about it first because. A lot of people don't have those figures in their life for once. Mm-hmm. You know, and like when you have like uh and the person they do they do call be on go mode with. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> you gotta have somebody <laughs> stable. <laughs> you need to have a stable figure, you know, and those stable uh figures and communities are like missing nowadays. But yeah, just think. Think before you act. And that's what everybody, that's what man, woman, child, mm-hmm. yeah. think before you act, think before you speak, because it's mm-hmm. toxic just to have an outburst without thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, it shows your level of immaturity. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think um, we, y'all spoke about it. I wanted to jump in, jump up and down, but it's ego. 
Mm-hmm. Like I think um for me, I can we can go all go on and on why the ego is, you know, toxic for us. We can go why it has this, you know, has this good things as well. But I think the main reason that I don't like it is because it it allows you to look overlook opportunity. Right. So I think everything around us, every time we step, every time we talk, every time we interact, it's an opportunity. Um, it's an opportunity for us to grow. It's an opportunity for us to learn. It's an opportunity for us to be better. And I think with the ego, I think we kind of miss opportunities to be able to be better or learn or like feel or, you know what I'm saying, not feel. Whatever the case is, like being precise and being present in the moment of like, okay, I'm tight. Like I do want to, I do want to do something, but like what, okay, if I'm present, if I'm honest, this is an opportunity for me to look at myself right. and give me something different mm-hmm. and take something different. So when I leave out of here, I know like I wanted to do something to do for real, but like I didn't. And like, what did that mean for real? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like now you're looking at your ego and saying like, damn, what have you been doing to me all this time? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what's been going on where like I got these opportunities to grow, expand my palate, yeah. um, expand my relationships, whatever the case may be. The grass is greener. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like just yeah. understanding those opportunities are every all around us at all yeah. times, you know what I'm saying? To be able to be present in that moment and like understand like, okay, this opportunity is here. Mm-hmm. Like that's what motivates me is the opportunity. Whatever it is, like as long as I get an opportunity, I'm gonna go. Like I'm gonna push. Yeah. Like, Don't you know run the bag away. Come on, bro. It's an opportunity <laughs> here. You know what I'm saying? Like the big picture is always for me, growth. You know what I'm saying? And being able to grow because we're we're not here long. You know what I'm saying? If we really look at it, if we live to be 130, we in the year 2022, and that's. Uh, uh, 130 years is that if we're really looking at the big picture. Sure, sure. I saw. I saw. I read you know a quote. I said that. I said that. Jerry, it says that, and it's simple. You're you're dead longer than you are alive. Literally. So why why take advantage of um of why not take advantage of the time that you're here? And I mm-hmm. think that is I think that's critical whenever you're talking about the laws we live by because these are morals principles, mm-hmm. um things that we stand on that guide us on a daily basis. And I think um, this was an amazing conversation. Oh, I think yeah. um. I think every young man needs to hear this conversation. I think uh, I think they need to really I think this is something that will sow some positive seeds and and, and sprout some amazing growth within our community. Sure. So big up to you all. Here's a here's a toast. Um, here's a toast to uh, the laws we live by, to morals, principles, to men standing on their word, and really, really going after their dreams, Absolutely. aspirations. Yes, sir. Love. Uh, Love. Love. Celebrate Peace. your journey, man. Peace. All right. Burn the Palo Santos, get the vibes right. Convo's deeper, like who more important, your therapist or your preacher? If you got cheated, you staying or leaving? Your heart say keep them, your head say leave them. Being a boss, not easy, trying to see it. Getting paid for what you love is real financial freedom. I intertwined with a masculine mind. She converted to soft life when Kevin Samuels died. The truth always come out in due time. I hope I get a sign from mine about two times. From there, I use my intuition. Your gut is your spirit. If I choose not to listen, I can't play the victim. For my brothers, never had an ear to hear them. These the bricks for our sisters help us build them.